Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm Elizabeth Lewis, and alongside some of my dearest friends, we've created the show so women have a space to have unfiltered, extremely raw, and insanely real conversations. Nothing is off limits here. This space is for moms who want to talk about everything, to dive into conversations we all deeply desire to have, but fear what others may think of us. This is your invitation to pull up a seat in a judgment-free zone and have a little heart-to-heart. Now, let's get unfiltered. This is a Soul Fire production. Okay, we're diving into the holiday season and the guilt we feel as moms for not doing it all, buying it all, and visiting all the people. We dive into the reality that we may want to say no to plans. And we actually should, right? We shouldn't have to say yes to everything. We explore the various reasons why the holiday season might be difficult to navigate, whether due to loss, divorce, grief, strained relationships, or something else completely. It all impacts the way we see the holidays and how we cultivate the view for our children. This episode reminds us that it's okay to do what we want to do. And in honor of my mom, we're giving you the reminder that there's no shame in eating some cookie dough on the couch at the end of a long day. So if you want to know that full story, you have to listen because it's so good. But if you're ready to dive in, navigating the holidays, pull up a seat and let's get unfiltered. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host. And today, as we are knee deep in the holidays at this point, we are discussing navigating the holidays as we all have very different perspectives. Um, My own perspective, while actually where I'm at, I don't actually have family to celebrate the holidays with. So both of my parents are gone. And this year we're navigating a new norm in our household. So kind of creating our own traditions in the past, we've celebrated with a friend and her family. Um, and we won't be doing that this year. And so it's going to be really interesting just kind of going through the motions of that. And so my husband grew up not celebrating Christmas, which is really interesting. Whereas my parents, it was like a full blown thing and, and holidays were super, super special. And I miss that. And I'm not going to cry because <laughs> I just realized how much I miss that. My my parents were really, really into the holidays. And I remember I have so many good memories as a kid. And it's interesting because when my parents passed away, I kind of lost that. And all of those pieces, basically, it doesn't get easier. It'll be... So January 12th will be six years. And I feel like every Christmas I tell myself it's going to be easier this year and not be so hard. And I think the reason that it was easier to go to somebody else's house is because I didn't have to think about it. Like I just went to someone else's house and we didn't really have to like I didn't have to think about creating all the things like my mom used to do with us as kids. And then even as adults, things were really important to her. I had kind of lost them. I don't know why, but yeah, it's so interesting. You know, people think that no matter like, oh, time has passed and it really doesn't matter. It's still, it's, it's like when I actually talk about it and recognize it, that I realized 
I actually have been avoiding it for several years to have to create my own traditions because I really like the ones I had with my parents. Yeah. So (laughs) can you say a little more about what you used to do with your parents and those traditions? Mm, It's interesting, too, because growing up, we just we didn't have family because my parents were kind of estranged from their own parents. Well, my mom's parents passed away and then my dad's passed away. They were older. So we didn't really it was just really our family. So we just spent the holidays just with my parents. And it's interesting, you know, as, as we got older, I hated being with them because my parents had a lot of, they fought all the time and I wanted to be anywhere but with them because my mom would like lock her. She had a lot of mental health issues. So she would lock herself in the bedroom with her and my dad would fight about the most random stuff. But now looking back, like I can understand, like those things were so important to my mom. And they really weren't to my dad. And it wasn't, I think, until my dad had grandkids that the holidays were really important to him. And so like I can understand now. It's interesting. I think it's that piece that I never could quite understand my mom. I'm like, why would you lock yourself in the bedroom on holidays? And because before we would even get there, my parents had already fought. And so then she would end up there. It would just be miserable. But I remember, you know all of the traditions that my mom had, like that we had as kids and things that I carried throughout the years with Lauren and then into, you know, having Harper and Nolan. And then Marin just has kind of got the short end of the stick because Marin (laughs) came right the year my parents died when I was trying to avoid anything to do with the holidays. I was just, I could make up any excuse not to do stuff for the holidays. We still did our Christmas tree. Like we used to, we used to go cut down a tree. We, we stopped doing that and we would just go to this place here in Farmington. And I don't know. I just feel like I have spent majority of my time, my last five years kind of running from it, not wanting to face it. And then this year, obviously not spending it with my friend and her family is really like forcing me to like, Hey, what are you going to do this year? Oh yeah. And I know it's different for everybody. Some people, like you said, Charmaine, like some people have huge families, whereas, whereas I do not. And neither really does my husband. Yeah, I have. (laughs) Go ahead, Brooke. No, I was just going to say like, I hope you can reframe it for yourself as an opportunity to make the holidays what you want and ways to honor them and make them feel present. It's possible. I know. I just need to stop running. That's the hardest part. The hardest part of any type of grief is this busy part nobody talks about where I'm going to find more shit to do to stay busy. Because if I stay busy, then I don't have to deal with the internal feelings that I'm having of loss, grief, just overall confusion. And grief is so tricky, especially around the holidays, because you'll be doing great, like you or you think you're doing great, but you'll be doing great. And then it's something as simple as a fucking ornament, right? And yeah. it's just like, oh my God. like, you know, it's it's that thing or just that thing that makes your heart kind of go. Did I say enough? Did I do enough? Was 
I present enough with them. And so it just, you know, this time of year, I think in general, this is why I think people are so depressed at this time of year. The reflection at the end of the year is insane. And every monster and demon that you have packed away in January through the end of October, it comes out and it's like, hey, bet you forgot about me. Guess what? I'm still here and I'm going to hit you hard. And I so feel you with that, Elizabeth, where you you have somebody that you've created these memories with. And no matter how icky at times, it's, isn't it weird how when you have the person there and this crazy shit is happening, you're like, oh my God, I just wish they would just get their shit together. And then they're not there. And you're like, oh my God, remember when they did this crazy thing and this happened? And it turns from being like frustrated to like fucking nostalgia. And it's like, what is going on here? Well, I think I think that's the hard part for me is like I felt like my parents were getting that second chance and like then my dad got sick. Yeah. So but they were my parents might not have been like the they did the best they could when we were growing up, but they were really good grandparents. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for them, it's so beautiful, though. I am grateful that my kids are getting a different version of my father than I had. They get the best version of our parents. Yeah. And I am so grateful for that. Like, you know, somebody asked me like, aren't you jealous? Like, why am I jealous? Like, I'm so grateful that he's finally this softer, kinder, more like, yeah, like he's just this guy that wants to listen and like ask the kid questions versus like, you know, it's like, that is a beautiful thing to witness for me because like your like my, my dad had his challenges, you know, with substance abuse and things of that nature. Like, but it was him doing the best he could and coping how he could with the skill set, tool set and resources that he had. So, you know, but seeing him now as a grandfather is like the dopest shit ever. It's like, what? Where this dude been? I'm so happy he came out. <laughs> It's just different. It's, I think that's the hardest part. I was telling my husband is it's my kids that miss out. You know, my dad, I have such great memories of my parents when I was a kid. And it was like, as we got older, I think life just got harder for them. But as a kid, like my parents went all out. Like I remember when we were cleaning out my parents' house, like finding pictures of Christmases. Like I remember those Christmases. Like I will never forget. I wanted a Teddy Rupskin. Do you guys remember him? Teddy Rupskin? Yes. So bad. And I got one and I remember my dad had put together, you know, back in the day, like the, they're not like the little tykes now, but they had to screw in the, like the table and they had to like screw everything in. And like my dad was, there's pictures of my dad, like sitting there putting all this stuff together. and. I remember that like so clearly as a kid. And then as we were getting older, I think, you know, like I said, like life just was so different. I think my mom was going through her stuff. Like it was really becoming prevalent. And then when we had Lauren, because Lauren's 23. So Lauren got, Lauren was a senior. She was the year she graduated in 2018 and my dad had died. My, both my parents died in 2018. So the year that she graduated. So she got so many great years with my parents. And they were just like, they were such great grandparents. And I think that that's the thing. They were just like, like you said, my dad was just loved them so fear that he, my dad would hug the kids, but as children, my dad never hugged us. 
Even did he no. just say, I love you? My dad no. wasn't like, you guys, I love you. Even I remember my dad did not say he loved me until he was like days from dying. And I was like, but the first time he said it, I was just like, are you okay? What you said? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I literally walked out and I was like, Joel, my dad just said, I love you in my ear. And he was just like, mm-hmm. he did. And I was like, yeah, because he just wasn't like that. And he was like an awkward hugger where it was like, you go to hug him and you're like, he's like, his arms are kind yeah. of like, <laughs> like, should I hug you? But like recognizing that's not how he was raised. But, but no. my kids, my kids, the, you, you couldn't find one of them not in his lap or him hugging them or kissing on them or doting on them or things like that. So I just, I think I felt so grateful that my kids got to experience that. And then, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. You know, I think that's the different perspective though, that Brooke is talking about is for me, what I hear when you said that Brooke was, So out of every shitty situation, something, there's something golden and magical in it. It's just sometimes through the shit, it's really hard to dig out the shining light because, you know, crap is brown. So (laughs) you have to kind of dig for that different perspective and to maximize the moments you did have. And so that's kind of one of the things that I look at is the moments is like we use it as a time of remembrance, you know, for my son. It's a time of remembrance and just reflection. God, this time of year, like gets with reflection. Man, oh man. You're you're not kidding. This is my busiest season as a therapist. Like people asking for extra sessions, wanting more sessions, because navigating all of this. All and these feelings. Yes, all these feelings, all this reflection, and then they're seeing more members of their family at a really heightened and intense time. I mean, the holidays are joyful, sure, and they're filled with expectations and you know, people's wants yeah. and needs and it it can be really difficult to walk through. It's a crazy experience because I have a huge family. So both sides of my family, my dad has nine brothers and sisters. My mom has eight. So like it's nine of them all together and then it's 10 of my dad's. And so we lived in Michigan. And so then each aunt had at least one kid, many of them like four or five kids. Right. And so you have all of these people like jockeying for position. And while the holidays were fun, it was sensory overload for me. Like back then, I didn't know I was, you know, on the special ADHD spicy rainbow. And I just thought that I was just this overly sensitive kid. And that's kind of the joke that would go. But it was just, I would leave energetically depleted. And I love my family, but I only see people a lot of the times in sprints. So I'll go see three cousins at one time. I'll go see like another three at another. I can't do everybody at once. When it's everybody at once, I find a reason to not go. Like they, Charmaine's just not coming. Like she's she's just not coming. Now my husband has a big family and oh my God, again, they're like the flipping Florida Huxtables or something. Like everybody is. <laughs> they go camping together. They do so much stuff together. And for me, it's like, why are we together that much? Like y'all really like each other like that? Like I, I'm confused. I would love like, that. Like, I I don't know what's going on. And so it took me a minute 
it's so funny how my brother and I got partners whose families are like super tight. I mean, like hella tight because our family really isn't. It's like, we don't hate each other, but if I don't have to see you, then I'm good. Like you're good. Okay. I'm good. like, it's this independence piece, you know? So the holidays are always really weird to me. And much like you, Elizabeth, holidays for us were mainly me, my mom, my dad, my brother. Like that was it. But my mom would like do the scavenger hunt on Christmas morning. And she would like leave these clues around the house for you to find your gift. And her and my dad would just like kind of lay in bed and act like they don't hear me and my brother trying to like find all the gifts. She would take gifts. Like this one year we got my brother back when was a Nintendo when Nintendo was really big. And so we got the Nintendo. We took it out of the box. We wrapped them. Like that was big in my house. Like we would, you would wrap a box and there would be nothing in it or it would be like this little bitty tiny box with like a game cartridge or something in there. Then you had to find the game. So like my mom did like all these different things in the baking and the music. Like it was just, wow. it's just always been that space, you know, with her and what she created. My grandmother really wasn't like, my grandmother really wasn't touchy feely, you know? And again, it could be a generational thing, you know, based on how she grew up and where she came from. And so I really think that my mom worked really, really hard to make this time of year like super special. And my husband's mom is the same way, like Christmas, step back Santa, because like my husband's mom is on it. And it's, it's a bit overwhelming for me sometimes because from a sensory space, and I think that's something that even though my family is loud because there are so many neural spicy people in my family, there were there were places like because my my daughter is on the spectrum my oldest daughter's on the spectrum my oldest son was on the spectrum but then there were other kids within my family unit that were on the spectrum so there would be these quiet spaces even though there was like all this loud shit going on there were quiet spaces whoever was hosting had a quiet room it was dark there was like maybe some little show like so there there was like I never felt unwelcomed with my special needs kids Yeah. It was just always this space that was created and just kind of let them be them. Um, So that part wasn't hard. It was just always hard for me. (laughs) Hmm. What was it like for you, Brooke? Or what is it like now even? Those are two very different questions. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, like I have have fond memories of holidays, more so associated, I would say, with like food, you know? My mom, as far as gift giving, I don't feel like she's ever done. Like she always has a budget and that woman buys Christmas gifts all year long mm-hmm. and then forgets about them and keeps mm-hmm. doing it. That's so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> she cracks me up. <laughs> um, I think the biggest shift was when we had kids and it was like this tension and push and pull of our parents, both my spouse and my parents, you know, having these ideas of what the holidays have always looked like Mm. and things were different now. And then us trying to create like new traditions or new things, like trying to figure out what we want to do as our own family unit Mm. and those things not always aligning. I think that's where a lot of the rub came in. And it, I, I don't think it's, ever with malicious intent, everyone just has expectations, right. Of the holidays and how they should go. And, you know, we stopped doing the, we're going to travel to everyone's house on Christmas day. Liberating. Pretty 
pretty early on because I remember doing that as a kid and it was exhausting. I just wanted to like open my presents and play with them. I didn't want to pack up and then go to my grandparents. I loved my grandparents' house. I loved them. They were amazing. And you don't want to like change your clothes and get in the car and leave all those new presents behind. I want to play. Right. And I, as a mom, like I want to sit in my PJs and I want to drink a mimosa and coffee and let my kids open gifts and then just sit and be and like have cheese and crackers and hors d'oeuvre type things all day and like just let it be its own vibe and then comes well when are you going to see us and when are you going to come here and when are you going to do that and then trying to plan okay well we've got to see this set of family here this set of family there so it freed up one thing and then created all these other obstacles (laughs) to kind of overcome and I know it sounds negative and it's really not it just it's so layered. You don't want to disappoint anyone and you want to do what feels good for you at the same time. What a conundrum. Right? I think that's a lot of people. I think, you know, what's interesting is whenever I talk to people and they're like, oh, I can't do that. The holidays are so busy. I'm over here like, what's so busy about the holidays? (laughs) I don't get it. I, and maybe it's because I, don't have that, right? Like my, I'm not running all over the place and doing all the things and going to all the places. And so it doesn't feel busy to me. Like it's exactly what I want it to be. And I get to do the things that I want to do. I get to see the people that I want. And I don't, you know, because my parents aren't here, but when they were here, they would just come to us. Yeah. That's kind of how it is now. Now that my parents are older, there is no more house hopping. But I get like, Brooke, it was the same thing. Thanksgiving and Christmas were like the worst, but in like the, like, it wasn't bad. It's just like you said, I just want to be home. I want to sit down and chill out. I'm not in school. Like, I just want to veg. And it had to be murder on my mom because not only did she have to make a dish for wherever in the flip we were going, she had to cook at home too because my dad wanted a whole meal to come back home to. And that was one thing I said, I'm not doing that. Like when I, whenever I have a family, I am not going to everybody. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, like she would just be stressed out because she worked full time and she had like all this other stuff going on and her entire one day off because there was no oh, you're going to get off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But her entire one day off was her preparing all of this food and us going from place to place to place to see family. Yeah. And then if you add in like any sort of divorce situation in the family dynamic, it just gets splintered even more, you know, like my parents divorced. So I have my dad's family, my mom's family, then I have my in-laws, you know, like there's not even a rotation because it's an odd number. It's just so, it can be so much. And I have just tried to go into the season with less expectations and realizing any type of tradition or thing that I really want to kind of I don't know, like bookmark the season. I'm gonna create that on my own and do that at home. But as far as who we spend that holiday with or where we are, it might it might look different year to year. Yeah. And giving yourself grace for that, you know, understanding what was okay for you, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, 2020, well, 2020, nobody doing nothing. 2020. I don't want to talk about the holidays in 2020, please. But. BC before COVID, not before Christ, but BC. <laughs> BC, 
if you went to go see such and such and now this year you're like, yeah, that's going to be a no for me. Like giving yourself grace to do that. Most of the times what I've discovered are is that what you think people will think they're not thinking at all. And even if they are thinking it, it's like, okay, so are you going to come and you can come pick my kids up. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to go. If you say you really want to see the kids and see how the family is doing, I can send my kid. What time do you want me to have them ready? Well, no, I want to see <laughs> you too. Well, I'm not coming, but thank you so much, auntie. I'm not, I'm not coming. Um, no, she's not. She's not putting on a bra. She's not putting on shoes. She, <laughs> she's not doing that because, and I think it's because also, like I work and I do yeah. other stuff. And finally, my kids are out of school. I don't have to run anybody to martial arts. I don't have to run anybody art class. Damn it! I just want to breathe for like two seconds and giving yourself the grace to do that. Like, it's okay to do that. Like, it's not like you're not going to see him no other time of the year. You know, it's just that it's cold. It's wet. I don't, don't want to go. No, no, thank you. Like my daughter used to say, no, thank you. <laughs> I think I am, you know, the more that I think about it, I actually did when we were leaving Alaska, we went and we stayed in a dry cabin for Nolan's birthday and it was really cool. And I think that one of the things- explain like, what that is. Right, because okay. I'm thinking liquor, but I'm sure Nolan's oh, not on hopefully, that. Hopefully Nolan's not <laughs> celebrating his birthday a different way. Okay, so a dry <laughs> cabin is no electricity, no heat. Like you you have to use like a lantern and a fire. You have to like start your own fire and keep your own fire going through the night. Like that's the heat. God bless you. That's not my journey. I, but honestly, I never would have thought it would have been mine, but you guys, it was the coolest experience I'll have to. I have a reel that eventually I'm going to share from it because it was just so incredible. But one of the things is the kids couldn't use devices. There was no Wi-Fi, nothing. Mm. And so I did a lot of journaling. And one of the things I said, you know, what is it going to be like when I go back? And one of the things is I knew I was coming back at this time of year. And it was like, essentially the message was I could hear this little inner voice or my mom, somebody just giving me this little download that was just like, it's time to start your own traditions. And I think that I had taken my mom's traditions, but I tried to create my own. But when my parents were here, it was really hard because my mom really, really Mm -hmm. loved the holidays. And then when my parents passed away, I really lost that piece of me. And obviously tried to avoid for many years. And then we, we started getting invited to, you know, we did do stuff with my husband's parents. And then we started going to a friend's parents and her family celebrations. And I just, I think that this year I am looking forward to kind of creating our own thing. We do have like, we go and get our tree and we do all that stuff. But one of the things is my mom used to make these Christmas cookies and they're so good. And I think that I've just been avoiding that for many years, even though I make them, it's just not, doesn't feel the same. It was like her big thing. It's actually a lot of jokes around it because my mom would just like eat all the cookie dough and she'll be like, Oh my God, like, (laughs) why does she do that? He would be so annoyed and she would she would literally just be like okay I'm done and she would li- I'm not even kidding you guys she would go lay on the couch and we would just be left to do all, <laughs> all these cookies she would just she would eat the cookie dough she would make a couple that she would eat them and she would just go and 
And Joel's like, at that point, she was cool. I love she was that energy. She, she, oh, you, I'll have to tell more stories as she really navigated like her mental health issues. Ooh. It, we have like, and it's funny because the kids all have stories except Mare's. Like she doesn't have any. But um, I think this year, like one of the big things for me is like really creating that with my, really, really working intentionally on creating that with my family and being intentional about it instead of running from it because I've done a really good job of doing that for many years. And I think this was kind of the the halt and reminder that I don't need to, even though it's still hard. Like obviously when we were, when the subject came up, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I, this is great. Like I have to talk about how I don't have any family and, and then but you're not the only one. I went, I know. And I think a lot of people feel that too. I talk to people, especially grief. Oh my gosh. I posted a reel last year on Detroit mom and so many moms were just like, oh, I feel this so deeply, just like what it feels like the waves of grief you feel throughout the holidays. Yeah. You know, I think it's hard for me too, like seeing people with their families and like how happy they are, like they have their parents. And, you know, it, to be really honest, you know, one thing that really sucks is, you know, my kids don't have my parents. My parents were really good gift givers. And so my kids just loved it. Whereas like my in-laws, my mother-in-law makes stuff for the kids, which is, that's what she can do. And then maybe gives them like, actually last year she gave them, they gave them a card with like 20, 15 or $20. Like kids don't, they don't want that. They want to open gifts. Like they want to, you know, and I think that that part makes me really sad because I feel like they don't have that, you know, other people that give them gifts. And it just makes me sad because I don't think I really had it as a kid, but I didn't realize it until I was a mom. And I was like, God, that's really got to suck. And it sucks as the parents to be the ones that always have to be like Santa and the good gift givers. And it's expensive and it's exhausting. And I feel like for the last six years, going on six years, that's what my husband and I've had to be. It's like, we don't want it to be crappy for our kids. So then I got into this place where I was like, oh, we're just going to do experience and do trips. And, and really like kids, yeah, they they don't really give a shit about that. <laughs> they don't want another experience. They don't want to go on a trip. They just want to be in their home on Christmas and open really fun gifts, even though it's a, you know, and it's so expensive. And especially as Harper gets older and Lauren's 23. So you want to imagine what those gifts are like. And then my little ones, I'm like, huh, oh, this is great because they're happy with a box. You know, yeah. Except, except <laughs> Nolan asked for a VR headset. And I'm like, Oh my God, like just, you know, we're navigating a lot of stuff too right now with my husband just, you know, bought a gym and congrats. Yeah. It's, there's some things that are not what they, ex we expected. And so the financial situation's a little different and I'm like, oh, it sucks. Like it's going to all fall on us again this year. And, you know, just because they don't have that. And I also don't want them not to, I want them to have that but they just don't. And it's hard to explain to a kid. I know people like, oh, just explain it to them. It's like, they don't really understand it. And you know, kids call their friends on Christmas and they're like, I got this, this, and this. And, and this is probably the times that I feel like I have yeah. to keep up with the Joneses. And it sucks. Yeah. One of the things that we do, because my son has only been about the one big gift. Everything else other than that, he, you can give him money. He don't care. He'd rather, in fact, he'd rather you give him money so he can, he gets this from me, I think though. 
because I would rather you give me money than to give me something I didn't want because you couldn't find what I wanted. So you decided to give me an alternative. So I I always take money. I don't necessarily need to open gifts. I just think like it's it's all based on your family and what you need, you know, and what yeah. works for you. And there's always ways. I mean, we're moms. We can make magical things happen. There's always ways for us to either adjust or make something a lot funner than what they might perceive. Like we have the delicious power of persuasion, especially, (laughs) you know, at certain ages, you have this power to kind of go like, this is totally awesome. And then hype them up so they can hype up to their friends. But yeah, I like when you were like, my mother-in-law has been giving us money for like ever. And at first I thought it was corny because my mom does. My mom has always been about giving gifts. But when she explained it, I'm like, oh my God, she's freaking brilliant. So my mother-in-law lives in Florida. So why would she buy gifts? Like back in the day, like I have old kids. Back in the day, there was like really no Amazon to ship a gift and have it already wrapped and all this other stuff. So she would send money tell us to buy whatever it was that the kids wanted, wrap it up and just say it's from grandma and grandpa, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's so genius. At first, I just thought like, oh my God, she doesn't even want to buy a gift. She just wants to give money. And she was like, no, sweetie, I don't want you to think that. Like, it's because, you know, it was just, it just made more sense. You know, she wasn't there with the kids. She wasn't there to, you know, to hear their needs or what they wanted. And just to go ahead and give us the money to do that. But yeah, the older they get, money always works. You give my 22-year-old money and she's like, yep, deuces, see you later. Thanks a lot. (laughs) It's so crazy how different kids are because my 23-year-old is so different. Like she's, she she wants to be surprised and she likes (laughs) gifts. And I'm over here like, um... Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, it's different with my other kids. Like, but they like to open gifts. Like they like, and it could be small. I think it's just the act of opening the gift. That's exciting. It is. And I think it's easy with Marin, right? Because you can, she's five. So you can wrap up so many different things and her gifts are not expensive. <laughs> and you're like, Squishy you can give her so much. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Talking dogs and rabbits yeah. and all that stuff. And whereas Harper, it's a little bit different too. She's into that, like wants Nike kicks and Lululemon crossbody bags and all this stuff. And I'm over here like, that's so expensive. And let's talk about the stockings. The stocking was a big thing for my mom. Yep. So every year. So we do gifts in the stocking. Then there's gifts the night before they get to open a gift the night before. And then there's the day of open. So even though I buy one Mm -hmm. big gift, I've literally purchased like two or three other gifts to put stockings. Then another gift for them to open the day before. And then in our heyday, I was doing the 25 days of Christmas. So like in our hey, I was, there was a gift every freaking day. That was the advent calendar. Every day there was something else for my kids to open. And I was like wow. so excited, but that was so fucking expensive. <laughs> By the time oh. I'm done, we could have had a vacation, a whole good, delicious one week vacation. Mm-hmm. And my husband was like, babe, I love you. Um, mm. mm-hmm. But they're young. Like, you know, and he got into it. But like when you start looking at your budget and mm-hmm. going, huh, I wonder why we couldn't take a trip. Huh. Why do we yeah. have to use the credit card to get X fix? Uh, because you spent 
a couple stacks on Christmas. So we've learned how to spread it throughout the year because the blessing I have is my birthday's in January. My daughter's birthday is in April. My youngest son's birthday is in February. And my oldest son's birthday was in December. So I could trick them. Like once I stopped doing that, I could trick them into going, okay, look, your birthday is in February. So you don't want to get everything for Christmas because then I won't be able to get you anything <laughs> for your birthday. You don't want that, do you? So I, that gave me the opportunity to like spite, space you it like out. Jedi mind trick them. <laughs> That's genius, actually. <laughs> or I would give, like now I give stuff for grades. So, I mean... You have this, like now I can explain, you have this opportunity to get blessed all year round. Do you just want to wait until December or do you want to see what mama Jesus is going to bless you with throughout the year for your good deeds? And like now they know that if they wait, that oftentimes I end up spending more money than I would have trying to push everything in. So like, yeah, we'll wait, we'll wait. Like, yeah, I'll wait, I'll wait. And so now they're, they're willing to wait. That took work. Because I had to break that mindset of like these, you know, three stack Christmases. That was painful. American Express does appreciate me, though. And I got lots of places to fly with. Well, that's the thing, though, Charmaine. Like so many people go into debt. And, went to hell you know, debt. like, yeah, like my husband and I have been guilty of it, too. Right. And like just I, I last year, I was like, these stockings are like over a $100, if not more. Each stocking. And you know, because like, it's different. The little ones, I can go with the Target dollar section, but Harper. Not the and, big ones. No, like it's you like they want. You got to put a game in there. You yeah. Put... Oh, a game? No. They want lush, like body <laughs> stuff. They want. I was um... getting like a pack of travel Q-tips, some travel <laughs> toothpaste. Some and a, yeah, some socks <laughs> and some hair ties. Like what in the world? I know yeah, those stocking lists be, are insane. Like they, you would be amazed at how many small things kids can think of mm-hmm. that can fit in a flipping stocking. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, dude, like really, th- this is what we doing? This, this Chap- is stick, right. mints. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> As an adult, I loved when I, my mom had pulled out our stockings. There was like new socks in there yes. and tooth. I was like, yeah, I hit the jackpot as an adult. I was like, this is amazing. Oh, I and love so, the underwear as an adult. Yeah. Buy me or like underwear. a $5 Starbucks card yes. or, you know, like something like little like that. What you get for $5 at Starbucks though? Water. Nothing. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> water <laughs> they need to stop selling that five dollar card they, they need to quit cut that out i know even when you go to send somebody a gift it's embarrassing you're not going to send them a five dollar e-gift they card ten dollars right. minimum yeah <laughs> they can't get anything but i you know it's interesting i say yeah my older two would love like a starbucks gift card but it, it's just so like when you actually think about it the amount of money and the pressure that we feel as parents to provide and give all of these things to our children. And, you know, I, it's so interesting because being in Alaska, like nobody keeps keeping up with anyone. No one's keeping up with the Joneses. No one's doing that stuff. It's too damn cold. Well, that period. (laughs) There's no, no such thing as bad weather. It's not being prepared for the weather. (laughs) Okay. Um, but it, it's just like, that was like a huge eye opener to me. And then coming back and then falling into this trap too, like with the holidays coming, I'm like, I cannot do that. We cannot do that this year. So what can we do? So if anyone's listening and you, you know, in that target, how like 
toy sale is happening when they send the books out before Halloween now. Throw it away. I throw it away. I just need the sales. I have a friend who she's done this for a while with her son. She does one thing you want, one thing you need, and one thing to read. And that's it. I feel like I've tried that. (laughs) I want to know, can anyone on here who has successfully done it, please drop into our DMs because I think you just have to do it. You just have to do it. That's how you're successful. You just only do it. But the gag is, the gag is, Brooke, because of the conditioning of the machine that we live in, the flipping guilt and mind gymnastics you have to do to navigate that. And it took like the, the length like it took pain for me to stop spending stacks on fucking Christmas. Like, unfortunately, yes. that's just what had to happen for me. Like, it wasn't enough to like see the statements. No, that, that wasn't enough. <laughs> that wasn't enough. Bankruptcy is what helped me to go, oh, snap, chick, you fucking up. Like, it's Christmas. It's not like the, you know, it's Christmas. It's one day. And that's what forced me to start looking at options on, yeah. okay, it's one day. What what can I do to take them out of this pattern, to take me out of this pattern and to create something we really want to do? That goes back to what you were saying. What are the traditions I want to create? Do I want to create this system of December capitalism and additional consumerism? Okay. So since I want to create something different, what does that look like? And then you just have to keep trying stuff on. Like you're not going to get it in one year and then they'll change ages and then you have to keep trying again. Like it just, it shifts. Do you want to know what it is? So if I'm being really honest with myself and everybody else is I'm trying to make up for what they don't have with my parents not here with other people, because the the beautiful part for a lot of people is they have grandparents that give a lot of gifts to their kids. They have aunts and uncles and extended family, and we don't. And so I am constantly making up for what my children do not have and will not ever have. And so I know that there are other people out there like that, that are, you know, are constantly trying to make up for whether their parents aren't in the picture or they don't have family that I'm not alone in that. But I, I think it's probably, you know, actually having this conversation is probably the first time that I really recognize that I'm actually just making up for what my kids won't ever have. Or mm-hmm. haven't had for the last. Marin doesn't know any different, right? But the other kids do, and it just we're purging our house right now. And I finally got rid of some toys that I've been holding on to mm-hmm. that my dad got, and it's like the kids aren't going to use them, but they're just things. Yeah, it's just so interesting though, because you know you even kind of wrap into that how much we spend on pajamas so we can all match, look alike, like. <laughs> Oh, that's like, it, it's like a whole list of things. I'm like, there's so I much. Mean, I shouldn't, I should not be on this episode right now because we're going to Disney <laughs> over Christmas. Like we'll oh, be in Magic my. Kingdom on Christmas day. So oh my, that I is so dope. I can't talk about budget or not matching. There is no budget mm-hmm. at Disney. Yeah. See, and this is None. the hard It part. doesn't like, exist. I don't care what you do to say this is what it, it never works out. Every time we've went. Yeah. What can we, you know, I think there, honestly, as we're having this conversation, I don't even know if this is like a part two or there's more to this conversation, but I do think we need to, you know, I think grief during the holidays is probably like a whole nother 
conversation in itself. But, you know, if you're doing it a certain way, share it with us. What's working for you? And I know everybody's family dynamic is different. And I think that's the beautiful part, right? We all on this episode have different family dynamics. And you can probably relate to any one of us in whatever situation or season of life you're in, whether you have parents here or family to support you or you don't, you know, and I think the biggest part about this is there's no judgment either way. And also to let you know, you're not alone. That if you're someone like me, who is all by herself creating traditions with her little family, or, you know, trying to supplement for what your kids don't have, you're not alone in that. And it's okay that you do that. And if you're somebody who has a lot of family, like Charmaine, that's also amazing. And I think just recognizing the duality of that and how hard to, you know, sometimes I avoid social during this time of year because it's like, I don't want to see one more happy family with their parents. It's really hard. Or, you know, it, how much stuff people get when they go to their family Christmases and they're posting it all over social media. It's like, it's really hard. It's not that I want the materialistic things. It's the family part that I desire and miss, you know, like Mm. having my parents over for brunch or different things like that through the holidays. And so I think there's just a lot of pieces like that, that we don't account for when we're talking about navigating the holidays and how hard they are in general for people, you know, whether you're going to no one else's home and just staying home or you're going to everybody's house. (laughs) There's room for all of us because it's the experiences. While I would love to have a really big family, there's part of me that's like, but don't you actually really want to stay home in your pajamas, not have to go anywhere with your fireplace on with all of this, right? Like, and so this will be the year that I get to kind of navigate that and see what that feels like. So yeah. I think you I think one thing we can take away from this and it's going to sound jokey but I really think that your mom was on to something. I am now going to make just a few cookies and eat them <laughs> and sit down. I was like I, my mind was exploding. I was like she was so radical. Like she did what she wanted. She got her cookies that she wanted. And if wanted. you want something, you make your own. Absolutely. Period. And then she was not going to wear herself out and not enjoy the process anymore. She was going to stop when she was content. And I love that energy. And I'm going to guys, Brooke, she took a doggy bag to go. All the cookies that we then decorated, that woman boxed up and took on home so she could eat it. them in her I bed. Love I love it. For days. Love it. She had no shame. And my husband would be like, do you see, she just took half those cookies. She didn't even eat yep. those. She literally sat on the couch and watched TV. I, I was like, love that. I, I'm not like when I say she ate probably one fourth the cookie dough, she frosted a little and she go, Elizabeth, I'm tired. I'm going to go sit on the couch. You finish up. <laughs> <laughs> Talk oh. about delegation. We are all harnessing that energy this Christmas. Yes. Thank you. You got to give it a try, Elizabeth. You've got to give it a try. She was on to something. See how I you know feel. What? I've had, I'm good. I'm going to go. I think my kids would be like, oh, what are you doing? I'm doing the grandma. That's what yes, I'm doing. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I made that dough that had to be chilled. And then I had to roll it out with the rolling pin. And it was a lot of work. So uh, thank you guys for being here. I know you're in the thick of it. You know, most of you are probably really in the thick of it right now as 
you're probably navigating post Thanksgiving and all the things and or Thanksgiving vibes, you know, who knows where you're, where you're at. But thank you for being here. And please do not forget to jump into our DMs and share what you're going through through the holidays, you know, and, and just if you need some some extra love or support or guidance as you navigate whatever phase you're currently in or wherever you're at, just know we are here to support you and love on you as we've probably been there or we're currently there. So until next week, we hope you have the most amazing week and we'll see you later. Bye.